0: I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding.
1: Okay, so Sarah, I see that you are in a different location. You have plant life behind you, which I'm not used to seeing, I'm and, not, a, and a, bi- a very nice bicycle.
0: I'm not sure the plant is real. So we're we're in a rental place in Charlottesville. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's weird. It's weird being in a new place.
1: Yeah, so this is, sorry, I know you told me last week, this is training camp for Ben.
0: Yeah, I mean, kind of. From- and for you? Yeah. For, for both of us. So, uh, it's nice. I get to ride outside and not wear crazy amounts of layers and worry about ice and snow. Mm -hmm. And I get an extra hour of daylight, which is mind-blowing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no, seriously, when it's dark at 515 instead of 415, it makes a big difference.
1: Yeah, I totally can see that. Um, cool. How long? Is this the first time you traveled since COVID started? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we wow. we, we haven't left, uh, you know, our little neck of the woods since mm-hmm. March. Yeah.
1: Crazy. And were you like me before? Like, you know, I know you weren't obviously training and racing, but like I would often spend winter in a different location. I was traveling at least once a month. And then even once I stopped and started doing the media stuff, I was like at least once a month on average, like 12 trips a year easily. Was that the same for you?
0: Yeah. I, I don't know if it was quite that much, but I, I've gotten used to doing a lot of travel over the years. So the fact that I was in one place from March until Saturday It's been... (laughs) March until Saturday. (laughs) Well, it's true.
1: (laughs) This, it just,
0: it feels totally bizarre. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: I remember, like, I remember the first time I, like, I think it was sometime in the summer, when we had like our restrictions lifted a little bit and I went to Vancouver to visit my friend, which like as someone who lives on Vancouver Island would have been a very normal thing. Like if I was only taking a ferry to go somewhere, that's basically like not going anywhere. But I remember that feeling of like getting on the ferry. I stood at the back of the boat and watched the island like disappear behind me, just like this sense of this freedom, you know? <laughs> Did you have any of those feelings?
0: Ah, uh, I, I it definitely feels weird to be someplace different
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I'm glad that they take things seriously here with COVID in the town, but people are a bit more lax outside of town. I've noticed. Um, right. Yeah. So it's just, I think, I think a lot of us right now have a bit of reentry weariness, wariness, um, to be fair. And it's just, I don't know. I'm I'm still kind of wrapping my head around it.
1: Yeah, fair I'm, enough.
0: I'm pretty adaptable though, so within a week I'll be I'll be good to go.
1: And if you're like if you're a training camp, do you know what you're training for? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you're training for hope that one day there might be a race <laughs> for life.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great question. No, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's okay.
1: Uh, it's totally okay. I think it's like, I think it's fair. You know, I think it's fair to think that there may be some races that you'll be able to attend later in the year. And to kind of have like, a, I don't know, now I'm just speaking for you. But to have like a periodized plan to sort of be able to go to some of them later on seems like a reasonable Yeah, Yeah, this,
0: this time of year I'd be doing base anyway. It's not mm-hmm. like I would know specifically what I'm doing in... July or August, and and I, I totally understand that this is, you know, privilege of being a professional, so mm-hmm. we, we don't have to sign up for races, you know, the mm, second right. entry opens mm-hmm. and have a clear idea of what we're going to be doing. Um, you know, we, we we do have the luxury of signing up somewhat late, so mm. I do recognize that for everybody who listens. Um, you're like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You bros just willy nilly decide to do a race. (laughs) You're just
1: heading (laughs) off all the the terrible criticisms we're about to receive. Um, Okay, well, like just to make our audience feel even worse and ourselves, um, coming up on the show, we're going to talk about our favorite training camp locations that we probably can't go to, (laughs) Um, and then we're going to talk about like how being and we this came up already, like how being an athlete has helped Sarah be less anxious and me be better at life in general um so yeah that's coming up after this hey sarah have you seen those new form smart swim goggles you know the ones that have the display right on the goggle so you can see like in real time how fast you're going and your heart rate and stuff
0: yeah i have seen them and i'm really interested because they just added a an open water feature which is terrific because you can go from the pool to open water and still be able to have those same metrics as you swim
1: Yeah, I mean, knowing how fast you're going in open water in real time is um, totally amazing. So I think it's going to revolutionize swim training.
0: Absolutely. And if they add like a, a loon detection device to it, I'm sold. Done. Okay, Sarah. So over the years, I know that we both have had, again, the luxury because I don't think any of us really thought of travel as luxury until this year, but it Mm -hmm. really has put it into context Uh, of going different places to train. And I was just wondering, you know, what kind of your top favorites were? That was totally redundant, Um, but you know what I'm saying.
1: Uh, You know, your favorite locations. My favorite favorites? Your favorite favorites. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is like, yeah, now I'm just like everybody can send us their voicemails about how about our travel privilege. Cause like, but like I, know. As, I had years as a pro athlete of like, um, and I know you had a little bit of this too, like traveling around with a squad you know, mm-hmm. where you're in Australia for three months, then you're in Europe for three months, might be in North America for three months somewhere like in Tucson, um, in Arizona or Florida. Um, so I've, I really know that I, I'm very lucky to have been able to go to all these places and actually kind of like live there sometimes. Like if you mm-hmm. spend three months, four months in a place, you start to pick up the language. Um, you like you get to like, essentially chase the summer. As well, because in, invariably we weren't choo- choosing snowy destinations to go to. Um, yeah. So I think my top favorites, my top my favorite favorites. Um, we we trained in this little town in the south of Spain, um, called Aguilas. I think it was like we had the same coach, Darren. Um, although you weren't, did you ever go to Aguilas? No. We, yeah, it was like it was like this dingy little like small Spanish town where like everything's cheap like because it was like you know the time and it was great for me because the time of my career where like I'm not making a lot of money just trying to get by there'd be like duathlons at the weekend that you could go and make like a few hundred euros at I mean these times like these times of my life at the time I thought of it as like building to something else like that I was going to these little duathlons for a couple hundred euros so that I was building to like an eventual iron man win or whatever but um now i look back and i'm like no that was the time like that mm. was amazing um that you got it. like you you showed up you got cash in hand and you could therefore buy your groceries the next week like what a in this like wonderful beautiful place by the ocean where we had like we would we rented these um apartments that were right like on the like right on the waterfront which anywhere else you wouldn't be able to like it's not a resort you know it's it's like it's like a public beach yeah but like you know it's still beautiful um so it's one of my favorites Davos Switzerland I think you were there right I Mm. love Davos the trails
0: that is is my favorite so it's I if you are a bit of a nerd you know um what is it the World Bank? they, they have the summit every
1: year. Oh, like the World Economic Summit uh, yes. or something? W- World like this. Economic
0: Forum. I'm, That's really what it right. is. Mm-hmm. The end of the Between day. us, we got there. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry Jordan. <laughs> 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 yes, World Economic Forum. So it's, it's this ritzy ski resort town during the winter, but during the summer, it's just a quiet little town with some hikers who come in. Uh, but it's just, you wake up and you hear the cowbells, you know, from the nearby pasture. <laughs> the church bells. Uh, the tr- oh, and it's just, there's not a lot there, but it's just incredibly charming. And there's this lake. There's no way I could ever afford going there in the winter. But in the summer, just, yeah, we we both trained there independently and it was absolutely incredible I love I love Switzerland
1: just as an aside and this is how we afforded to go there I don't know if you did you stay in the same condemned building that I stayed in when we, like we rented these apartments like they were all in the same building but the building was condemned and that's how we got it and I don't know like what the Swiss laws are that allow for that kind of thing to happen but like so nobody like it was an abandoned building essentially. And they were so old and all the fixtures were old and sometimes the taps didn't work. And where did you stay?
0: I stayed with a couple of Swiss guys. Uh, And the the first year was great because one of the guys spoke English. Mm -hmm. The second year, uh, he only spoke Swiss German. Um, the Mm -hmm. other roommate was gone. Mm -hmm. I think he was in Australia and I took over his room. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we just had some awkward interactions because I learned a few phrases. Um, but yeah, we were just we were just kind of smiling, nodding each other. <laughs> but I got amazing. a super cheap room to the and not in a condensed building. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was like I, I always have that story now, you know. Like we stayed. I know you were like right off the high street too in Davos, like where we would never have been able to afford. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Um, the other place I I'm I'm gonna mention like I eventually went to in the winter like once I moved started moving back to Canada um I spent a lot of time in Tucson mm. um which I loved like I loved being able to I love being able to swim with no roof like mm. if I could do that for the rest of my life in the sun like that was really or like training in Hawaii too like in Maui or Kona like when it's open air swimming all year round amazing
0: I I've gotta say I I disagree with you on both counts oh i was i was pretty under there are things i like about tucson but it's mm-hmm. it just feels too big for me and the running is meh other than mount lemon the riding's meh the swimming's nice i don't know
1: tucson's oh, wow. okay yeah did you, did you say on the east side we need to convert it to the west side of tucson
0: i i've stayed a couple different places um but yeah
1: i'll work on I, you that's okay I I still like you, Sarah.
0: Oh, I do love Flagstaff. However,
1: oh yeah, my Mm -hmm.
0: it's it's the only place uh, other than Dallas if I had the money, which I don't. And I think only Swiss are allowed to buy property in Switzerland. Um, Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong on that. Somebody said it's a (laughs) voicemail. If you (laughs) happen to know Swiss real estate law, uh, (laughs) I. May I've just made that up. It's been a long day. Um, so the only other place is Flagstaff, where within the first week of being there, Ben, I wish we could buy a house here. And mm-hmm. I, it's I don't think it's awesome for if I wouldn't want to train for Iron Man up there mm-hmm. but for kind of winter training, I think it's amazing because there are all these uh, dirt fire roads. Mm -hmm. And I went up and I brought my, my cross bike, um, -hmm. and you could just ride on all these dirt roads and it's absolutely incredible. Um, there's there's the NAU pool, it's 50 meter pool, really easy to get lanes. Running is exceptional and it's, Mm -hmm. it's fairly small, Mm -hmm. so it's easy to get out of town. Uh, really easy to get around. So lots of bike paths and everything and good restaurants um yeah I just I Mm. I think that's my I wish I wish a few years ago you know we had the resources to buy a house there and we could have just been renting it out the past few years because I feel like it's probably what Boulder was back in the 90s Mm -hmm. and it's just you know obviously Boulder's Boulder um it has major pluses I would say Boulder by comparison to Flagstaff Much better for like TT riding because you have all the flats there. Right. And you can go up into the mountains. Um, But just in terms of like where would I want to live? Mm. Flagstaff.
1: Oh, interesting. I hear you on that. Yeah. I I also loved Sedona just down the road from Flagstaff. Mm. Um, Again, probably not where I'd want to live and not the most amazing road riding. In fact, we used to ride up to Flagstaff and do some of the rides up there and come back um come back down but the red rock like the aesthetic and the trail Mm. running like I loved that in Sedona like it was like you know I've traveled a lot in my life but still entering Sedona like on the just to drive from the airport like for the Phoenix airport and you start to come into that red rock area and just like whoa it's kind of mind-blowing like it silences you you know yeah um, so, you,
0: you bought into all
1: like the mystical properties of <laughs> Again, I will repeat, I, did, I wouldn't want to live there. Um, but it does tend to, um, what do you call it, draw into, yes, a lot of like, I don't know what you'd call, I don't know what you call that, like new age type. It has a new mm. age vibe. New age yeah. vibe. Which, yeah, which, yeah, I'm cool with, but there's a difference, like, there's a difference between like, I can love, like, I don't think I'd want to live in Davos mm. um, either so yeah well
0: so it is it is hard because so i like i said i'm i'm pretty i like to i find the best of whatever place we go to and basically every winter since ben and i have been together uh we've tried different places Mm -hmm. i've never been to charlottesville you know we keep we keep on trying to find the magical place Mm -hmm. but the end of the day he is just a homebody and he thinks that where we live it is amazing most of the year this time of year it's not great for you know running and riding outside Mm -hmm. um so yeah i think a part of my issue is i like every place because it's different not that i would necessarily want to live there Mm -hmm. but i just focus on the positives and all he can do is just focus on this isn't home. Oh. No. <laughs> no. That's not what his voice sounds like, by the that way. Sounds,
1: but he does say things like that while weeping. Yes. <laughs> Crying into
0: his coffee.
1: Yeah. Um, is it different, Sarah, for like a runner? Like, so, I mean, because for, for a triathlete, like for us, like good riding, that's a thing which requires certain weather conditions, in my opinion. Like, I don't love, like, I live in Victoria, Canada. Like, I don't love Pacific Northwest in the winter for riding because it's rainy. So while it's not too cold to ride outside or the it's not covered in ice, it's also, like, yeah, it's freaking uncomfortable sometimes. Um, so does that make a difference? But I think here would be an amazing place to be a runner.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, they, we, we're we only, like, nine and a half ten 10 hours south of where we live. So it's not... <laughs> that far. It's not that much warmer, but, uh, for running it's totally fine. Mm You know, it's, it it is, it is funny how different, uh, the demands are. So case in point, uh, have you ever been to Claremont, Florida?
1: No, I haven't, but that is another training location. That's very common.
0: I I think it's totally overrated. Mm -hmm. Sorry, everybody. I know it's warm. Um, it's fine for a couple of weeks. Like I think it's okay for a couple of weeks, but we were there for a couple of months, and basically Ben ran every single day on Clay Trail, um, which is this one. I think it's a fifteen k loop. Um, mm-hmm. But every single day, and if you're running the kind of mileage that he does, he just he hated it so much. And there there are no there are no restaurants. Everything's a chain. It's just, you know, like there's no, there's no character. Um, it's very strip Molly. I guess it's still but, Florida. Yeah, but. Sorry, you know, for, any
1: Floridians. For,
0: for a, for a track athlete, you're like, the weather is great. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a 50 meter outdoor pool. You know, the, the riding's fine. Uh, so it's because you're not focused on one sport mm-hmm. and, you know, you like things a little bit warmer, um, you know, it's. We, we do have some different demands, mm. for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I hear you had a test recently at, at school, oh. like as part, of your, as part of your studies. Is this true?
0: It's, it's true. So I, I'm taking a course uh, on anxiety disorders this month. And super intense. Oh, that's like, right. Because you didn't yeah. diagnose
1: yourself as any type of having right. any type of anxiety. It, Congratulations. Exactly.
0: So three hours of lectures, lots of reading. It's been, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. So mm-hmm. Monday I had uh, a midterm, believe it or not. It seems very early for a midterm, but I had my first midterm. Now this is the first timed examination that I have had oh. since undergrad. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I love on. Are you on a video? Yeah. So- Can you do this? So what, the way, the way they're doing it is, um, like it's a third party kind of, uh, app called Proctorio Mm -hmm. and you give the professor access to your laptop with the the camera and everything. Mm -hmm. And so they watch you taking the exam. So I log into this, this system Proctorio Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and it comes up with this little box that says, have your professor put in an input code, and I'm like, huh? Okay. So I tried this out uh, a few days ago. We had to do practice. It was no problem. I message him. We're on like we get on Zoom. Like, hey, so we have a one hour exam. Time's ticking. Can you put on the access code? He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So we get uh, like the, the Harvard Tech people on the phone and we are talking to them, trying to figure things out. Is this part and, of your three hours? Well, we, Is the we clock just have ticking? We just have one hour for the exam.
1: Oh, okay. So
0: I'm just watching time go by. The entire time though, like I am super chill. Like mm. out-of-body experience. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there waiting, being like I'm going to eventually get on and I'm going to be able to take my exam. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. And eventually they get me on. It's about, uh, 20 minutes later. So I only have 40 minutes at that point for the exam. Mm -hmm. And, you know, thankfully like partway through, they decide to extend my time allotment to the full one hour. But Mm -hmm. while I'm trying to figure out all this tech stuff, I had no idea that was going to be the case. It just assumes that by the time I get on, I'm only going to have the time that remains to take an exam. Mm -hmm. And I get done, I'm like, holy guacamole. Like, no, my, my undergrad experience, like, and even, you know, my first few years as a professional, Mm -hmm. um, I, I... Definitely had a lot of anxiety issues with performance. Mm. So like, I, I just remember exams were very stressful. Like young Sarah would have been sweating, would have been nervous. Heart rate would have been jacked up. Like Mm -hmm. I would have been freaking out, like borderline panic attack. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I legit had panic attacks during high school and college, you know, Mm -hmm. like no question, but I honestly think that being a professional athlete, uh, you know, just being an athlete at, in general, like it, keeps me so focused in the moment
1: mm-hmm. where
0: I'm like, I cannot change what is happening right now. Right. Just like I am present. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, so much, so much of that anxiety is normally just, just like being future minded. Mm-hmm. And it, obviously the irony being that I'm in an anxiety course right now, um, <laughs> But like,
1: not lost on me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but just, you know, I would, back in the day, I would start thinking to, you know, the end of the race or, you right. know, what happens if I don't do well in this exam? What, how does it affect my grade? And like, you start kind of getting catastrophic minded. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm like, hey, it is what it is. I'm just going to sit here and wait. I'll eventually get to take my exam and I'll do whatever I can with the time I have. Yeah. And it's just, it's incredible to me, like the amount of growth that I have had because of sports. So I'm not like patting myself on the back. I think this is a very, very common thing where, mm. but you don't, you don't realize it in the moment because obviously like all of these years have gone by where I, I haven't been tested. So as an athlete, I've been gradually getting much, much better about performance anxiety. Yeah. But I like having such a, uh, a large amount of time between exams made it really clear to me.
1: Made it obvious. There's yeah. moments. You know, I think um, I've had moments like this too, and I think you should be self congratulatory first of all because that's amazing. But like, I've had moments too where I realized like something that I intentionally tried to learn, say ten years ago, has been internalized. Right. Mm. So like, I think like as athletes, we often like we hear the message like control only what you can control. And, like, actually learning that is, like, obviously an excellent way to race because you go out and race day, you control only the factors you can control and don't worry about what everyone else is doing, Mm -hmm. right? Which ultimately, like, because as an athlete, there's only one winner and you can't control it if someone's, like, 10 times fitter than you (laughs) or whatever happens on the day, you know, or if your bike breaks, you know. But the things you can control, you control. But It sounds like, um, and I don't know if you could name, like, how this happened but like I've had moments to where I realized like I've internalized some of the positive messaging or the the positive things I've learned as an athlete and it comes automatically and it sounds like that's what happened to you like you're not sitting in the moment having to tell yourself control only what you can control you are just doing that because you are that
0: (laughs) yeah no I mean through through sport you train your brain Mm -hmm. Um, you know we we focus so much on the body but you absolutely train your brain and how like my, my thought patterns under stress are very different now.
1: Mm-hmm. And I yeah. I have a story too. I know that I've, I've probably told it before in the podcast and for listeners who know me, they've probably heard this story before, <laughs> but like where, um, I was like in the mid, I was like in the midst of a bike crash. This might sound familiar to you where my front fender went into my wheel. Have I said this before? And as I was flying through the air, like into the crash like knowing it was quite bad because like essentially my fender went into my wheel and I stopped dead and like went over the handlebars the the first thing I thought like I could through my brain you know that moment it's like two seconds but it's like on slow-mo through my brain it was like well the next few months are going to bring some new opportunities (laughs) like (laughs) Like, I don't know at what point I went from, like, the person I was 10 years ago, which would have been, like, panicked, like, oh no, my season's over, like, how am I going to make money, what's happening next? Like, all of that panic, like, how I got from being that person to being the person who's, like... Well, something different's gonna happen now. <laughs> we, <Whee! laughs> like, I, I don't really know, but I do know that like it works. Like you could shift that, and you could like internalize yeah. some of those things, and actually change your attitude.
0: Yeah. No, it's, and I, I think we we don't celebrate kind of that that transformative part of sport enough. Mm. So I, you know, it's been a while since we've asked for voicemails about anything specific Mm -hmm. so I would I would love to get some voicemails about this you know how how has being an athlete changed your thought patterns you know the the way you handle stress or uncertainty like how how have you adapted
1: yeah yeah so send us okay so in case you've forgotten how to send a voicemail because you know Sarah and I are like heartbroken because no one sent us a voicemail in at least i don't know how many weeks Sarah like five weeks or something um you send it to sarah that's me with no h at livefeisty.com um and you just record an audio file on your phone tell us how sport has changed your attitudes and and voila there you yeah go. and
0: and if you want to do a twofer and make it also an I rock because Ooh. whoa I mean our minds would be pretty blown. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's get some voicemails. We we're looking for next week I have my finals so we'll we'll see what kind of updates I have for you then. But uh in the meantime have an amazing week and you know, stay on your bikes unless you want to have a transformative <laughs> experience thinking about your future. <laughs>
1: If We Were Riding is a Live Feisty media production. Sarah and I are truly and grossly thankful for our sponsors, Noon Hydration, Form Swim, and Orca Sportswear. Join the conversation by following us on all the socials at If We Were Riding on Instagram and Facebook or send me a voice memo to Sarah with no H at livefeisty.com. Also, leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help. Remember that time we were ranked like number 206th best sports podcast in the Czech Republic? Yeah, that was thanks to you. So leave us a review. We can't wait to ride with you next week. My time, my time.
0: None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.